You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We have been talking about the themes of light and darkness in uh, the light of Christ in a dark world. Last week, we talked about how the light of the world reveals all the behavior that happens in the darkness and how it reveals our own darkness in our hearts. And the light of Christ replaces that darkness in our baptisms. Tonight, we're talking about how the word of God is a lamp for us in the darkness that the wisdom that we have from God lights our way so that we can walk in safety. And you know the passage that it, it would point to, of course, one of the most famous passages of the Bible is, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now we know all about light and darkness, about how that works. Every single one of us, we need lights at home when it's night to be able to get around. When I was in Vicarage, uh, our apartment had these like giant blackout curtains over our bedroom window. They must have been half an inch thick. And so you'd pull them closed and the entire bedroom was black. And I'm not talking like when, when you like close the windows and you got the shades, like in here. It blocks some of the light, but not all of the light on a sunny day. No, no, this was Go down into a cave, turn off the lights, hold your hand in front of your face, black. And so when I had to get up early, earlier than Kristen, it was a bit of a, a chore to get out safely. Now, I like to memorize where I am so I can get out. And so it's, it's relatively easy for me to, to touch the wall and follow the bed and get around. Unless, of course, there was something laying on the ground. And Kristen knows I always put my stuff away. She's the messy one. Uh-huh. But even if there wasn't anything on the floor, I, I might bump my shin against the bed if I forget it was there, or I didn't think it w I was in a different spot, or bump against the wall, or whatever. Because that's what happens when you try to walk around in the darkness. You stumble over things. You trip on things, you bruise your toes, and worst comes to worst, you can fall down and get hurt, right? This is the metaphor that the Bible uses when it talks about your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's that God has given us a path to walk. We, God's people, are to walk forward and keep his commandments. And you can see that theme going over and over through the psalm, how God's word gives him wisdom and strength and teaching and understanding. But we also see this in other places in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32 and 33 says, You shall be careful, therefore, to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall not walk in all the way that, the, or you shall walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, and that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. 
God also says something very similar to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, it says, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have a good success wherever you go. God's word uses this walking of a path, walking in God's commandments over and over and over to talk about the path of God's people. And so we see God's word gives us wisdom for our lives. And it's wisdom that cannot be revealed by looking at the world. We can only see it from God. Because God, he knows more than we do. Surprise, surprise. He understands the world the way no human being could ever do. And his wisdom is for us to light the way and the path that we walk. And this is why the author of the psalm could say, I know more than my teachers. I know better than the aged. Because your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. First, God's word doesn't just show us the path to walk. It also shows us what happens when we don't walk that path, when we fail to live up to the wisdom of God. Let's take a look at what God says, or Moses says about this in Deuteronomy chapter 28. He says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All those blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of the ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flocks, and so on and so forth. I'd really like it if my herds increased a little bit, wouldn't you? Yeah. Not too many cows in here? What? Okay. But he says... Then later, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I commanded you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Cursed shall be you when you come in. Cursed shall you be when you go out. Now, a lot of people will hear that and say, oh, great. If we listen to God and are faithful Christians, he'll do all those wonderful blessings and we can avoid the curses. But, of course, that's not the way it works, right? Sure, if we could do it, we could have lots and lots of cows and cattle and the, the fruit of the womb will be, will be blessed in all those ways. But we can't, can we? The lamp of God's word actually points out that we need guidance, that we need help, that we can't walk this path on our own, all because of our sin. But then the word of God shows us someone who has walked that path before, who has walked down that line, following God's word, turning neither right to the left, and you know who it is. It's Jesus. The Gospel of Luke 
offers an image of Jesus that we don't always point at, we don't always think about when we talk about our Savior. It changes halfway through in Luke chapter 9. It goes from his early ministry, and in Luke 9, verse 52, it says, And he set his face toward Jerusalem. And from that moment on, it shows Jesus stone-faced, heading towards Jerusalem like a man on a mission. He knows what's coming. He knows what's going to happen. He knows exactly what he has to do, and he does it anyway. With determination, with grit, with bravery. And I think that's what we need to see in a Jesus who walks this path. Because Jesus, the Word of God Himself, goes down this path to call us to follow Him. And He does it because we can't. Because we need Him to save us. Which He does on the cross. Jesus lights our way by His very actions and calls us with His voice to follow Him. Now the problem with a light on a path is when you look ahead and it looks dangerous, sometimes you get scared. There's a, a path in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. They have to go through all of these tests right before they get to the, get to the, the Holy Grail at the end. And they do all of these different things and they finally get to the leap of faith. And, and Indiana Jones, he looks out and he, he sees this chasm and he says, a leap of faith. And so he steps out and all of a sudden there's the thing that he lands on, right? You know the scene. And then he gets across and he flings some sand so that everybody can see that it's, that it's a walkway and not invisible. It really took some courage to do that first step, right? I think what happens is when the path ahead, God's word lights the, the path of discipleship ahead of us, we get scared sometimes. We see what it might take. We see the sacrifice it might lead to. We see how it's just not as much fun. I remember listening to someone who uh, told me that uh, they couldn't come to church because they really like to have their weekends free. And sometimes it's just simply as, as little as that. And we see it and we turn aside. But we have a Savior who can call us through that. See, our Savior is just like that Indiana Jones guy. When he crosses, he, he tosses the sand over so that everybody can see that it's a safe walkway. And that's what Jesus did. When he walked to the cross, stone-faced, gritty and determined, he went through to the other side. And he calls back to us, It's clear! Come on in! He calls back to us and says, It's safe. That when you're with me, you will receive eternal life, no matter how dangerous the road looks. He calls us back to the path. God's Word does all of this, which means we have to listen to it. There's a prayer that we don't pray very often here at our church anymore, but as part of that page 5 liturgy, the 
morning worship without communion. And so it, this prayer is called the Collect for the Word. It says, grant we beseech you, oh wait, no, it's blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them that by the patience and comfort of your holy word may, may embrace and ever hold the fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Some of you have heard that one before, right? Hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them. You're doing the hear part now, and that's good. And we just read them, but not just that, we need to mark. Now, I often have a conversation. My wife will come home and she'll start to tell me about what she did for that day. And I'll start to go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she'll say, well, what should we do? And I'll go, about what? Drives her nuts and it's really my fault for being just so, so stupid. Um, but that's the difference between marking and not, right? I heard her, but I didn't mark it. I didn't understand it. And we need to do that with God's word. It's really pay attention. Not just listen, not just read, but look at the words and understand them. And then we learn them. Not just read, not just mark it and notice it. We have to understand what it says which is why we do Bible study, which is why you have a pastor. So that when you read something and hear it and look at it and mark it, you can say, you know what? I think this is what it means, but what does the church say? Not just Concordia, but the whole church. Because when we look at the Bible all on our own, sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes we need the wisdom of the church to help us. And not just learn then, Inwardly digest. This is what the psalmist says when he meditates on it. And his words taste sweet in his mouth. It's something that we can carry with us all the time. That's why I encourage people to memorize God's word. I encourage people, uh, that's what we, I ask people to do when we're in uh, confirmation class, is memorize things like all of Luther's stuff, but also God's word, so that we can, we can hear it in our heads when we need to go someplace, when we're out in the world, and it triggers something where you can say, oh yeah, that's what the Bible says. That's why I learned this thing. What it means then is you can carry that lamp with you when you know it when you inwardly digest it, when it becomes a part of you. So all those amazing things that we just talked about can be yours every single day, carried with you by the grace of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaburwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.